Radioholic. Welcome back. Hold on here. Let's turn this down a little bit. All right. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> this is one of our um, Friends of the Program episode. So real quick, in case you don't know, if you are a friend of the program, meaning a sponsor, of course, one of the perks of doing that is you get your own episode where you can talk about whatever the hell you want. If you want to talk about why the sky is blue, we can do that. If you want to talk about... <laughs> You know, why cats are a pain in the ass, you can do that. Or if you just want to talk about your uh, your services, your products, what have you, that would be fantastic too. And that's what we're going to do tonight. We've got a sneaky girl with us. So before we get to that, we also have Tita Tata with us. Tita, welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm replacing Shawnee today. No, Shawnee. Sean is out gallivanting, as they say. Uh, his birthday was yesterday. So happy birthday, yes. producer happy Sean. Birthday. Mm-hmm. And I believe he, maybe it was his wife. I'm assuming it was his wife. Hopefully that's not a bad mm-hmm. assumption. Got him tickets to the Suns game this evening. So nice. uh, he is out and about enjoying himself. Like I said, he could have the night off. So, uh, Peter, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. It's been a while. What's, what's new with you? Oh, what's new? Man, it's been a year. Um, Been a year. I've graduated my first lot of students out of the academy, so that's pretty exciting. I've got new students coming in, so rolling ahead with that and um, planning next year. Nice. Oh, and getting Very ready good. for Christmas. Getting ready for Christmas. Yeah, it's uh, right around the corner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, and I'm going to be a grandmother. Oh, wow. <laughs> Is it going to yes. be uh, grand, Grandma Pee-Pee? No. <laughs> no. No. What's it gonna, what are you gonna, What are you going to be called? Well, I'm already Mima to the puppy dog, so whether I'll stay Mima, who knows? Ah, Mima. That's cute. Yeah. I like yeah. it. I like it. Does so, that make you feel older? I'm gonna have a little girl. Oh, it's a girl. Yay. Yes, it's a girl. Oh, it's so Congrats. sweet. So Congratulations. That's, so that's exciting. Yeah. In a house full of boys, I'm really happy. I've finally oh. got my girl. <laughs> yeah, you got to be ecstatic about that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, what about let's you? Get on with this. What's new with me? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's mm-hmm. new with yeah. me? Um, gosh, I spent this last weekend watching a shit ton of curling. To be honest with you, <laughs> there was a big curling tournament in town, and for all the listeners who've been listening for a while, know that I am a curling nerd, mm. as they mm-hmm. say. So yes. watched a lot of curling this weekend, a lot of football. Fantasy football is winding down. Um, still have one of my teams in the playoffs, so I'm kind of excited about that. Um, but other than that, just busy with work, man. Oh man, it's busy this time of year. It's People crazy, trying to isn't it? Stuff up before the new mm-hmm. year, and it's just—I cannot believe we're in the middle of December already. Insane. It's gone so quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. It's gonna be 2024 soon. All right. Um, mm-hmm. Since you picked the opening song, Peta, I'm gonna let you tell us about it. I did pick the opening song, so it was the Hootagurus. Uh, What's my scene? The Hootagurus are an Australian rock band that emerged in the 1980s uh, and achieved both commercial success and critical acclaim. The band's formation can be traced back to 1981 in Sydney, Australia. The founding members include Dave Faulkner, whose vocals and guitar, who lives near me, uh, Kimball Rendell on guitar, Clyde Bramley on bass and James Baker on drums. Their music is characterised by a blend of rock, pop and garage influences, often infused with a sense of humour and catchy hooks. The Hoodoo Gurus quickly gained popularity in Australia with their energetic live performances and a string of hits, hit singles, including What's My Scene. I think I've seen them probably about mm, six to eight times. Wow. Um, And for those in America, I believe that they may be touring soon over there. Is that right? So there you go. Hmm. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Go and find I, out. I remember them, yeah. 80s band. Love them. One of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And here tonight is the Mentoring Mondays studio. Um, mm. And uh, Mentoring Mondays is back uh, a couple weeks ago. Came back. They take, you know, Trent takes a break 
uh, for a bit and uh, a, a well-deserved break. And then he comes back better than ever. So if you're not familiar with Mentoring Mondays, you can find him at mentoringmondays.xyz. And it's really just, um, it's a great resource, you know, for whether you're uh, a beginning surveyor, a seasoned surveyor, curious about surveying, what have you. Trent gets some great guests to come on there and, 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 you know, talk about what they're passionate about. It's an open forum. So you get to ask questions and that type of thing and get immediate feedback. So it's super cool. So again, mentoring Mondays.xyz. Uh, next up, we have the Airworks random trivia. And Peter, since you're sitting in the co host guest this that evening, that would be me. Chair this evening. Uh, well, <laughs> what did you come up with? Uh, I came up with some more stuff about Australia because, hey, why not? Um, so I thought that you guys should all know that Australia is the home to the world's longest straight road, the Air Highway, which stretches for about 146.6 kilometres, which is 91.1 miles. Without a single turn, it runs through vast flat landscapes of the Nullarbor Plain, providing a unique driving experience for those who venture across this remote region. Uh, runs mostly east-west uh, between Western Australia and South Australia. And, um, yeah, it usually takes about four days to drive it because they suggest that you don't travel during night due to the wildlife of the kangaroos jumping in front of you. Anyway, that's my random trivia. That's awesome. Today. Good stuff. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have the Advanced Geodetic Surveys, also known as AGS Weekly Words of Wisdom. I think I came up with a pretty fitting quote this week. Uh, your employees learn by example. If they don't see you practicing good safety habits, they won't think safety is important. Pretty legit, cool. right? Mm -hmm. Unknown Definitely. author. I'm not sure where that came from, but I found it on the internet. So we're going to run with it. Well, it's true. It's I was going to pull. I was going to pull a random act of, you know, safety in there, and I thought, nah, let's do something different because oh, cannot come up with something safe. Safety. What is it? What's your random oh. act of safety? God, don't ask me now. They're gone. Yeah, you gotta be quick on your feet, Peter. No, I didn't need that. I didn't need that piece of information, so it's gone. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Retain what I need. Works, I will never <laughs> yes. understand it. Hey there, Kent. Can we talk about Trimble for a second? We sure can. All right. Trimble Geospatial provides solutions that facilitate high-quality, productive workflows and information exchange for a global and diverse customer base of surveyors, engineering and GIS service companies, governments, utilities, and transportation authorities. That was a mouthful, my friend. Trimble's innovative technologies include integrated sensors, field applications, real-time communications, and office software for processing, modeling, and data analytics. Yeah, using Trimble solutions, organizations can capture the most accurate spatial data and transform it into intelligence to deliver increased productivity and improved decision-making. Trimble Geospatial pioneering the future of data intelligence, converging people, product, and place seamlessly to help you make your mark and leave your legacy. They also put on a really great party. Yes, they do. Trimble Dimensions will be there next year. Absolutely. To find out more, go to geospatial.trimble.com. All right, let's, after all of this, let's get our guests in here this evening. Uh, sponsored by XYHT Magazine, of course. And I see that Matt has his XYHT Magazine shirt mm -hmm. on. So we have Matthew Stansbury with us. I'm going to let, and we have Wanda Martita, Martinez, and I'm going to let them do self-introductions real quick. Just name who you're with, kind of what you do, and uh, then we're going to roll with it. So Matt, why don't you go first? Uh, Matt Stansbury. I work currently in the public sector for the Port of Seattle as a civil engineer and land surveyor. And I'm also the owner operator of Safety Apparel and the head designer of the Party Chief Survey Vest. You. Pretty much a celebrity, as a matter of fact. Mm. Uh, next, Wanda. Wanda, tell us a little bit about you. Uh, my name is Wanda Martinez. I am currently working for a private company called Terrain here in um, Bellevue, Washington, um, and I'm a project surveyor. All right, and also a fan of the safety apparel gear, right? Oh, absolutely, yes. <laughs> so, Matt, here, isn't think, it? have you been on before, Matt? I could not remember. 
I was on a little sideshow when Trent was on there. It was I was just kind of there to say hi and that wasn't oh, really yeah, doing yeah. much that time. See, I, I thought was, he'd been yeah. on. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he has. And, and then I was telling Pete, I'm like, it's almost like he's been on. We talk about him and his vest all the freaking mm-hmm. time. So it's like everybody, everybody knows who Matthew is anyway. So uh, thank you for being here. And a uh, bunch of questions, really, because we haven't really had a chance to have this conversation. Um, how, what, how did you come up with the idea of developing a better safety vest? Uh, well, I had been surveying for just a few years. I started in 2004, and immediately I was figuring out that what we needed was not what was on the market. And I kind of had a penchant for doing a lot of hand sewing, so I started Frankensteining some weird designs together. And I just kind of ran with it at that point. I didn't really know what I was doing. It's not what I went to school for. <laughs> I mean, maybe I guess I was. I wanted to be an art teacher, so I did a lot of art and design classes. So maybe something inside of me said that you need to redesign a safety vest. I don't really know. It's it's kind of random. How long did the process take before oh, you could boy. like when you went from like idea or concept to market? Is that five years? Is it six months? What does that look like? It pro until I had my I I made 250 vests the very first time, wow. and probably from the time I had the idea and I had something on paper and I was sitting at a bar and someone leaned in and said, "Hey, I can help you make your crazy ideas." No way. I then gained oh, wow. a business partner mm-hmm. <laughs> who had all the connections, and wow. uh, it kind of went from there. It was still my company, but. It was my ideas, my designs, my company. We just kind of ran it together for a little bit to kind of get me started. And at some point we parted ways because we also had our own companies on the side. I was running a construction company and still surveying. He was a high-end middleman for Nike and Nordstrom and wow. Disneyland and sure. any rapper who wanted to make clothes basically. So he had a lot of connections. Right, was that a chance right meeting? Yeah, was yeah. that a chance meeting? I'm sorry? Was that a chance meeting or was it a buddy of yours? Uh, no, he was just kind of, I guess, kind of chance. I mean, he was one of the known guys who hang out at that bar all the time. And I was the current taco eating champion. So uh. we kind of started, we just kind of started chatting and I, I drew stuff on a napkin and he's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I have connections that can run some fast sewing machines and have ideas. And he was all about the, brand recognition he's yeah. like you got to get yeah. all your tags and all your bamboo tags made out of hemp and this and that and you got to have all these oh cool God. things i was like no 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 just give me a sticker <laughs> he wanted to call it the general and i changed it to the party chief because oh wow what a great I, story. I get it we met like general he meant like army general and sure. in my mind that meant like i don't want to make another general vest right yeah yeah yeah. I wanted yeah. To make something yeah. that it's going to be different. I mean, party chief, people don't even know what that means. And they still wear the vest at this point, which is pretty funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> Matt, funny. how how many um, iterations have you had of, like, from the first one, that 250 that you designed to what you've got now? Yeah, so that first 250 came out in about 2011. It was a 2011 mm-hmm. design, probably designed in 2010. So it took about three years from quick sketch to actually getting something out there going through all the business you know the llc's and the paperwork wow um about every year i was making a new vest so mm-hmm. by now i have about seven or eight different changes from the very first one so how different is the current version from the first one in general the body style is the same it's that shorter in the front a little bit longer in the back shoulder pads what has changed is the materials, the weight of the materials, uh, a couple ways that I did uh, color fastness to try to make it keep from fading. Um, and then, of course, this last design came out. I started changing up the pockets. Uh, a lot of people talk to me about what they like and what they don't like, mostly what they don't like, which is perfect. Surveyors, <laughs> opinionated yep. bunch of uh, machete-wielding <laughs> mathematicians. So... <laughs> 
They all have their own ideas, and I love it when they tell me what they don't like. So when I get about 50 people telling me the same thing, I'll change it. And I keep changing it, and some of them are my weird ideas, and some of them are the public's general consensus. I just kind of roll with it like a car company. I try to come out with something new about every year, Hmm. but mostly just to make them better. (laughs) Yep. It's awesome that you listen to your customers and, you know, make adjustments accordingly when it makes sense. Yep. It seems to be working so far and it's opened up a lot of awesome conversations to meet people from around the world looking at y'all right here in this room with me. (laughs) I mean, I don't have one. I don't have one. Uh, I saw you wearing oh. one when you were in Vegas, oh, and I was I know, trying to hook up with Rob to get you a vest, and it didn't happen in time because he was in my neighborhood up here in Seattle doing a roof yeah. topo, and I showed up with burritos in the middle of the day and surprised oh, him. And I'm like, "Hey, we got to make this work," and then it just. But I owe you a vest anyway, so we'll make it happen. That's awesome. No, that was pretty funny because we're out there and, um, you know, we're going around with a heap of Australians, you know, looking at the different different sites and what you guys do and everything with Trent. And as soon as we pulled up and Kevin was there and I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a go of the the equipment, the GPS, Mm -hmm. what are you doing? Picking? No, no, it wasn't GPS. It was Total Station picking up curves and stuff. And I went, hey, I need your vest. I gotta put the best on if I'm gonna survey. He's like, really? I went, shit, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I think so they thought Wanda, I was crazy. Wanda loves the vest, and it has inspired her as well. So, Wanda, talk about that a little bit. What do you like about mm. the vest, and what are some ideas you have from that? Yes. Well, I first of all, I love Matt's vest. The first vest I wore were one of those um mesh flimsy material type vests and to me uh, um my my aunt is a designer and my mom she's a seamstress i've always been into fashion um prior to becoming a surveyor like that was my goal i wanted to be a fashion designer so the first time i tried on one of those vests I was like, I'm like, I always like to be, I always like to look presentable. And one of those, the things from those vests is that since I have, due to my body proportions, I would have to pull up my vest a little bit so it would fall on top of my hips and I would end up looking like a sack of potatoes. So to <laughs> me, that was like, no, this is not it. Um... And my toxic trait is, I think, like, I can find a solution to every problem. So I was like, you know what? I am going to start this. I'm going to design my own vest because we cannot be out here looking like this. So um, when I moved to Washington and my former employer, he had given us um, vests and there were um, party tube vests. As soon as I tried it on, I absolutely loved it. The fit is is amazing. I love that it's short in front, long at the back. I have a long torso, so it's perfect. It falls on top of my hips. So to all the curvy ladies that are, li- are listening to us, um, this is, is the best for you. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. That's so you, great. You wonder, you talked about making a having a vest with a bit more of a feminine touch or fitting a bit better and like I know you say that you know Matt's vests are are really good um the one I tried on was massive so you know I sort of can't say how how it would fit me properly but yeah I was um but yeah for for me it's like yeah those those mesh throw-on ones are very big and baggy and stuff like that and I sort of prefer something that is a bit more like still roomy but you know, a bit more fitted to my, to my body sort of thing. So, um, is that something you would think about, you know, you talk about how Matt's one fits well, but, um, would you, you, I know that there's been discussion about making a female version. Yes. T- tell me, tell me about that. To me, one of the things that, um, one of like mo- most of my basic design, so let me just give like a short, a short, um, yeah, don't give up all of your trade secrets. (laughs) (laughs) So the thing is, um, well, I was growing up in Puerto Rico, um, 
my mom, she would sew my uniforms. She would make my pants. And the thing that she would do is when I would gain a little weight or when it was too tight, she would add a piece of fabric in a way. The cut that she would do is she would blend it in with the fabric of the pants, sort of that it looks Mm -hmm. like it's part of the design. Amazing. So Mm -hmm. that's a thing that I would do to the best with a different type of material. So incorporating the current material that it has just to give it that hourglass figure, but incorporating that fabric in a way, whether if you're um, have a little volume in your midsize or your uh, hips are wide, that it would just mold to your body. Mm. That was like one of my ideas. And if you also are planning to wear a jacket underneath the vest in a way that it, it would fit perfectly. Yeah. 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 Well, so Matt, look. is that something that, um is gonna happen we have an open discussion currently started <laughs> right wanda yes <laughs> we're gonna probably do some coffee sometime and actually do face to face and skip all the social media and texting and just hang out and and just see what happens who knows you know mm. you never know i think it'd be fun it to at least be. try because i every, everybody out there has awesome ideas not hmm. enough people are coming forward because they're scared. Yeah, true. I think it would be hard, though. And I'm, I'm going to say what every guy out there is thinking right now. Women come in so many different shapes and sizes, <laughs> right? I mean, there's hardly two that are the same. Where men's bodies are pretty much the same for the most part and not that much variation. So I think it would be really hard to design a vest that would capture... Like if, like if you designed a female vest and you'd have a small, medium, and large, um, yeah. it would be, it's, it's going to be difficult. I love the idea and I think it has to happen. It's just, I, I feel like it, there, there, there are definitely some challenges there. I think that's, cha- yeah, there's challenges there, but um, we all go out and buy clothes in a small, medium, large, or an extra large. Um, so to have a vest, which is not going to be a form fitting thing, that's still going to have room around it. It's just so that it's not just straight or whatever. Um, you know, I, I think it's doable. I'm excited. I think we're going to be playing with some elastic. Yeah. We're going to be playing with some stretchy stuff. I think we're going to be playing with stuff that bunches and, and possibly pegging material on the back where you bring it together and sew it. Right. When you would like bring in a dress around your hips and then you peg it in the back and you sew it sure. and you do it from the Adjustable. inside so it doesn't show yeah. and it lays light. It's supposed to be like a pleat, that kind of thing. I think we'd be probably working along some sort of design like that. I mean, maybe there's some straps on the side. I, I don't know. We haven't we haven't got very far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look at Matt talking like a fashion designer. There. I know. <laughs> it's My like he's done this thing before. <laughs> But it, it's Dorothy. <laughs> Dorothy's a saint. She got me working on a sewing machine once, and this was still in the middle of trying to even design the vest at the beginning, and she would help me. During those first 250 vests, she helped me do some modifications, which was nice. Hmm. Right. Like, sewed <laughs> yeah. some of my pockets shut <laughs> on accident. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So besides the fit portion of it, Wanda, um, like the pockets and everything else, the quality – um you like what else what matt's got going on there oh i love it i love the stitching i love um the patches (laughs) sorry (laughs) i love it (laughs) i love the amount of pockets it has it that's also one of the 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 things i love about the vest i think that's one of the things that i I see is the pockets, the the pockets that you have in there and to be able to carry everything on you without having to have a fill bag um, but not feel like it's overbearing when you're sort of carrying everything. I mean, uh, I'm sure in the um, however many years I've been surveying that uh, a fill bag hanging off the side of my my hips has not been the best thing. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed that in uh, Australia. There's not that many vests. 
No. I've had a hard time no. with the Australian market, even with David Ipping. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was repping it down there for a while and, and, and buying them in bulk. But people wear, what is it, the tool belt? Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, a lot of tool belts. So it's been hard to get people to convert over to a vest because it's already hot. Why would they put another layer on? I get it. I get it. <laughs> no, we still have to wear, well, no, it depends where you're working. But most most sites you have to wear a vest. Um, okay. The biggest thing that I see these days is that they don't, they don't even have fill bags anymore because they don't need them. The instrument measures. Mm. Yeah. down to the ground for the you know for your heights that you you don't hardly ever have to carry anything anymore unless you're setting stuff out but yeah that's the difference i see now but no oh, gosh i would have loved i would have loved one of those when i was surveying that's for sure well Matt, mm. maybe you found your uh, new australian sales rep <laughs> <laughs> but we're only selling the ladies vest down there we're gonna get one we're gonna get wanda's Designs down there and check them out. See how it goes. Do you, do you know what? I think I think there would. I think we could have a market down here in Australia uh, for the female vest. The not and not just in the safety. You know everything about uh, the female gear, the boots, the pants, the shirts. You know, getting put into a male clothes is not fun. And then the female stuff that they make from a male company doesn't fit you properly because they just go oh we'll just uh let's get rid of the pockets or let's just shut cut cut this down a bit and make them a bit tighter and all that kind of stuff and it's just yeah it's not made for for us so uh it's a big thing everywhere not just in australia is the um the the female side of clothing and accessories and that sort of stuff within the construction sort of industry Hmm. Matt, you also do some customizing, right? I have done some customizing. I should open a second shop just for that, maybe. I don't have the time right now, but when people, sometimes before they purchase it, but often after they'll purchase it, they'll have their own ideas. And they'll yeah. say, hey, let's can we do something like this or something like that? And depending on what materials I have, it, I usually say yes, and we find a way to make it happen. So there's been some... Definitely some custom rods are out there whipping around, having a good time. And they send me pictures of it in the field, and it's great. Love, I love seeing the changes because I'll meet other surveyors in the field. I don't even introduce myself. I just say, how do you like that vest? Oh, it's okay. It's been lasting me six years, but it's just okay. <laughs> oh my and God. I'll ask them, like, you know, what, what don't you like about it? And then I'll also look at how they do things. I've never put a tape measure up on my radio strap before until my buddy in Australia was doing that. I saw someone else put a framing hammer hanging from their, from the other radio strap, just different things. I saw people cutting little slits in the pencil holes so they could have when their red pencils get shorter and shorter, have little notches to put them in. So I've seen these crazy things and some things I'll use and incorporate it into a new design and other things. You should see the vests I wear. I <laughs> They got all sorts of weird bells and whistles that I keep adding to them, which are just ridiculous. What are awesome. some of the things that pit that that guys that want customization? What sort of things do they? What have you done? Um, the last one I did, the guy had a very specific radio. We've talked about how the radio straps up here. They some people say they're a little bit too flimsy. I'm like, well, these are not made for your big radio. Those things take a beating up here, especially in the Pacific Northwest. It rains a lot. It's wet. It's cold. These are made for your little mics that go on the pigtail and the radio goes in your pocket. So I always tell them how I put my radio in that inside trough pocket by my love handle and then run the pigtail out of my armpit hole up to the mic. And those mics can take a beating in the rain. So they're good to go. And he's like, I actually do that same thing, but I have a very specific size radio and I'm not getting rid of it. And I put it on the inside upper pocket, which is I, I think I got rid of one of them for the last design because I was only using it for business cards. And they would always get wet. And who uses business cards anymore? I, I, it's, it's, it seems like it's dead like a fax machine to me. Uh, but <laughs> anyways, so and he, made, he wanted me to build a custom long strap that was a double-sided Velcro. So I extended the Velcro on the pocket. And then I did a double fold stitch and did a bar tack, which is the stacked 
hard stitches that I call power stitching on all the stress points on the vest. So it's it, it doesn't rip you very easily. So I just did a couple of those in there. And then the length of the Velcro ended up being about nine inches, I guess. Let's just call it seven tenths, seven and a half tenths, just for fun. <laughs> Imperial what? <laughs> And uh, and yeah, that's not all it was. Blah blah ended, blah blah. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was just ended up being an extra long strap, so a little bit of extra sewing. And I would I built up a little mock cardboard shape to fit in there. So when it strapped over, the radio stayed in one spot and it didn't move. It didn't fall out when he leaned over a manhole, and it held it in there per exactly how he wanted it. And it basically just caught him the cost him the a price of a hat, and he just didn't get mm-hmm. the hat. <laughs> Because then he would he, uh, he would order off the internet, and I had already had customized it and taken pictures, gone back and forth a couple times, and he ordered a vest and a hat, and I just sent the modified vest, and everyone was happy. There you go. Hmm. Now, do you do anything like, can you put, like, company logos on them or anything like that? I used that to, but the, yeah. I can't control the companies that are actually doing the work. And uh, for quite a while, yeah. places were having problems doing silk screening, which is what companies wanted to save money instead of embroidering it. So I could things were kept getting messy and they were coming back after me because logos were having were falling peeling off. I'm like no, no, no. So I just tell people I'm like it. here's some options in this area, but to cost effective is usually to find someone near you. There's yeah. plenty of places near you. Get a good vector form file for your logos and just do it the right way. Sure. Get it embroidered. There, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is there any? Like, do you take on any liability being a safety vest designer and producer and seller? I've thought about that. So I do have a type of insurance that covers my company. I don't know about liability if somebody got hurt and they came after me civilly. That's a good question. I don't know. Um, I have attorneys that I use for different reasons. Um, Recently... There's a gentleman that gave me a cease and desist because of my shoulder pads because he thought he invented shoulder pads. And all I had to do is show him some old Corel draw designs from 2010 that showed the original vest had shoulder pads. And he was like, oh, oh, okay. So it's good to have a couple of attorneys around. That's crazy. It's still expensive, but I guess that's part of a business that no one thinks about. Yeah. Patents, trademarks, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And yep. and building them to designing and and building them to safety standards. ANSI, yes, American mm-hmm. National Standards Institute. You use mm-hmm. third party testing facilities, and you can send in that vest and give them a couple grand, and they'll tell you you failed, and they won't tell you why. Oh, wow! Oh, really? You got to go online to buy all their big packets of how to do what. So it's wow. not easy. You have to get all your materials. Tested separately, which is why I don't use any knockoffs. Like the striping is very expensive because mm-hmm. that's 3M Scotchlight striping or PVC. Yeah. But yeah. that's the stuff that ANSI passes without even questioning it. And it doesn't fall apart very easily. So I'm happy. Yeah. So, Wanda, let me ask you this Are there any other like safety specific challenges that you as a, as a female encounter? Is it gloves? Um, anything else that comes to mind? Um, to me, mostly, well, um, my experience has been mostly in the construction industry. So I would find it, um, me, um, I'm considered like I'm five feet 10 and I'm, I'm big, but for a petite woman, it's extremely challenging because I've seen how difficult it is for them. That's, that's a size small or an extra small and they would have to wear whatever um vest they have available or whatever they give them and it's and it's tough because they can get stuck on um, and machinery i mean it's it's, yeah. it's a safety hazard yes no doubt no doubt so sean do you ever wish that you could have a weekly cup of coffee with a like-minded survey professional actually i have wished that <laughs> I'm sure you have. I am here to tell you that you can do just that by participating in the virtual Mentoring Mondays program. What is that like? 
Think of Mentoring Mondays as the weekly office hours of the surveying profession. And the cool thing is you can find out more by simply going to mentoringmondays.xyz. And while we're on the topic of becoming the best surveyor ever, you also need to check out Wisdom Wednesdays. Oh, really? Have you ever thought about how awesome it would be to have a book club specifically for land surveyors? You know, I have thought that that would be a really good idea. <laughs> I thought you have. And our good friend Trent Keenan has once again beat you to the punch with his Wisdom Wednesdays group. Wisdom Wednesdays is a great opportunity to read survey-specific books and have a weekly interactive conversation about each informative chapter with like-minded professionals. If you're interested and want to find out more, go to wisdomwednesdays.xyz. Um, what is, are there any other products in the safety apparel line? Is it just the is um, it just party chief or is there I mean, something there, else? There are. They're just not very well known. I pushed the heavy duty party chief, I think is what you were trying on down there, Peta. And I think it's also what you have, Wanda. Yes. Heavy duty got the fuzzy hand pockets, right? Yeah. All right, that's the one. That's <laughs> the one that seems to be the the big one. The most popular size large, heavy duty orange. That's the most popular from around the world for some reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there's also the summer vest, which is I developed when I moved to Tennessee for five years. I called it the southern vest for a while because no one down there wore vests and it was hot. So I had to make yeah. something that was costless and was a, a lighter weight in general without falling apart and without losing what I would consider to be the party chief vest design. So I started working out when I, was, I basically took the same front and I had to make the back mesh and a lighter, like a, a fraction of the material. I think the heavy duty ones running about a 500D right now and the summer is a 150. Had to make our own materials and put high density threads in it so it doesn't fall apart. Sure. Because the stuff that I was getting sourced out was still after you sew it, you could pull on it and it was, it would just take off running. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. How many times do I have to stitch this to make it work? So I've done oh. a lot of a lot of uh, product development, a lot of failure. <laughs> sure. Kind of kept going because it was always a side project. I was, yeah. I was surveying or and or running a construction company doing granite and cabinets at the same time. Wow, what um, it's got to be rewarding for you though, and make it all worthwhile when you people are sending you pictures or posting on social media of them, you know, wearing their vests and a variety of different, you know situations or circumstances from all over the world at this point yeah this is not what i thought was going to happen i thought i was making a couple vests for a couple of my survey buddies and then i started making more survey friends i yeah. think i finally got on social media in 2016 forced by my friend who makes websites he's like you have to do this you have to do this yeah i was like fine I was already on LinkedIn, which I thought was for business professionals. So I opened all these accounts, I don't know, Twitter and Tumblr and Facebook and Instagram and all these. And, and I immediately pretty much shut them all back down. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> and then my website kept telling me through the analytics that stuff was yeah. coming directly from Instagram. I'm like, ah. Mm -hmm. So here I am. God damn it. <laughs> do you do all, do you do right? all that yourself? Matt, do you do all that yourself or do you have some uh, some help? I don't as as really have much help. Goes. No, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of smart friends. I try to surround myself with smart people to lift me up. And I always need help with computers. My cousin does my IT. Um, I had a friend help me build the first website. And then when he didn't want to deal with it anymore, he helped me get one, build one through Shopify website. Oh, yeah. And then other than that, mm -hmm. I'm the only one that does all the marketing and I mean, I don't know. It's it's just me. I I built it with such a low overhead that even employees are too expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I get it. So, do most of your purchases come through the website then, or how, do, how does um, that look like? I I mean, the website safetyperil.us, which is also I bought the domain. I'm excited. It's partychiefvest.com. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. Because safetyapparel.us, no one even knows what that means. Like, okay, cool, mm. safetyapparel.us.com. Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's because like yeah. someone else owns safetyapparel.com. Sure. Or even essay.com. I don't know. So I just sit on a waiting list. But I finally got the partychiefest.com. So cool. the website brings in uh, orders, which is great. Uh, but I do have wholesaler distributors, whatever you want to call them. 
pretty much everywhere across the states. There's plenty of areas that I still don't have a good one in California, which is really weird. It's weird. Yeah. I started here in Washington, and we're pretty psycho about safety, so I had a leg up here. All I had to do is walk around and shake some hands, and people would be like, okay, okay. I think I did my first LSAW up here, which is our local chapter uh, survey conference. I had one vest, and I had my own booth with my business partner. I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> Who wants to make some orders? Go ahead and try it on. And people are looking at us like, what? That's awesome. So that's all I had. I had one sample. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was worthy to show off. And uh, I don't know. I kept chasing these shows in Tennessee when I lived down there, Tennessee and Georgia. Marietta was beautiful. Um, did a couple in Kentucky. Just kind of bounced around those areas. And then all, you know, up and down the coast here. Tried to meet as many people as I could when I was driving around over there. And I drove back and forth a couple times. So, I don't know. Kind of fly yeah. by the seat of your pants. And yeah. I don't know. I'm just a surveyor. Just give me a machete. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's my but fallback they last, all the time. They last a, a, they last a fair amount of time, don't they? They're not supposed to fall apart. There's yeah. a leather company here in town called Filson out of Seattle. And I kind of tried to model my company after them because I could get some chaps from them and I would beat them up after a couple of years. And if something started to fall apart, I'd bring it back to them. They would fix it or give me a new pair. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, you don't want to just give things away. You'll run out of money quick, but I've fixed plenty of vests. I mean, not a lot, but there's always a couple people here and there like, hey, something's wrong or can you give this thing a once over? And like, sure, if you ship it to me and get all your grease sticks out of your pockets, you know, empty your vest, <laughs> then I'll, I will, I'll beat it up. I'll we'll run it through a sewing machine. I'll fix everything mm-hmm. that I can. I'll run it through my wash machine and then I'll re-grease your zippers and send it on its way. Good luck. Oh, wow. Because I know what it's like when my vest would fall apart before I started making my own kind of ruins your day it can ruin your week yeah Yeah. that's awesome you do that amazing customer service it's customer service what about um not just the saying you it's not just a party chief fest is it excuse me it's not just a party chief fest not just not just for surveyors Mm. that one yeah yeah i started a funny ad campaign a while back about because I was trying to get the vests out of just the niche of the survey world, especially for some reason we're shrinking. Mm-hmm. That means whoever's in there now, we should be paid more. Is everyone listening? Another episode. I mean, get kids into survey, need more kids. You know, got to get more. I mean, what do we got? I don't know what it's like in yeah. Australia, but here in the States, women in construction, we got like 9%. And like we people talk about you know, we don't have enough people to do things. I'm like, what better way than to start getting more people involved and interested in construction trades in general? Surveying would be mm-hmm. great. Because now it's not just an outdoor job. People are like, I don't want to work outside. I'm like, you don't have to work outside. Right? Yeah. And you yeah. can work anywhere in the world. Exactly. Yeah. You can work from yeah. home thanks to COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Wanda, you, you said you just started surveying in... Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Wanda, you started surveying in uh, Puerto Rico, is that right? Um, correct. I, I studied land surveying and mapping in, um, in Puerto Rico. And um, after I graduated, I had an opportunity to work in Georgia at a construction company. Worked in um, roadway construction for three years and um, took my LSIT, my PLS, and I'm licensed in Puerto Rico, moved to Washington. And now awesome. I'm mostly working in the office. Yeah. Yeah. How do you like living in Washington? It's different. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the weather. It's the weather. It's the weather. No mostly, doubt. Yeah. But other than that, it's beautiful. Sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the weather has got to be very different from Puerto Rico. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> The rain, the cold, it's, yeah. Oh, man. You check out her Instagram account. She's been having fun in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> She's been running around the North Cascades and the peninsula. She's been mountains, <laughs> rivers, streams, the pretty leaves and everything. Hiking. Yes, yes. <laughs> All the things awesome. surveyors love, being outdoors, eh? Yes. Yeah, yeah until they mm. don't, right? <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Weird. 
Yeah. Yeah. So how did, what, what got you into surveying, Wanda? Um, well, initially I just sort of like fell into it because I, when I, I didn't even know what surveying was when I um, first started university. I started studying architecture for two years after that. That wasn't it. So I switched majors to land surveying. They told me, oh, you can work in the office or you can work outdoors. And I was, oh, that's perfect. So after I switched majors, um, I decided that it was it. Surveying was it. It's always the way, isn't it? Always the (laughs) way. It's always stop doing stop doing something else and then end up falling into surveying. (laughs) I fell into it. Fell into it. Yeah. You know what? We should make t-shirts. I fell into it. Yes. I think it's a great idea. Everybody says it all the time. I fell into it. (laughs) Fell into surveying. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Matt, I want to ask. Sorry, sorry, I want to ask. You mentioned earlier about. people's ideas um, yeah. and being able to, you know, bring them to fruition. Um, how, how, do we, how do we make those things happen, you know? That's a good question. Uh, I think just listening to Wanda and you poor folks having to listen to me about my story, <laughs> hopefully somewhere in there it can inspire people. Got my other friend Amanda. She, mm. in, she invented those lead legs. And just we kind of collaborated on it because I had a bunch of materials mm-hmm. and just come. But she had all the ideas and she drew up all those schematics and we just kind of made it happen. And I was had contacts for her to make this stuff. But it's, I mean, it really takes a small team. It's you you got to put your idea out there in front of some people that you can help you. You can chase it as much as you want, but I've had help all along the way from my mom helping me with the sewing machine to having a business partner for a few years who had great connections um, to having even a good friend who was a surveyor who would tell me, that's a horrible idea. What are you doing? I know. You know, you need those people too. Yeah. You need a little bit of all that stuff, you know, and some, some of it, they were right. And some of it, they're wrong. You know, it's where the stubborn comes out. I'm like, you can't tell me what to do. I'm a surveyor. Don't you know that? Yeah. I'm not here to argue about who's right. I'm a surveyor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, so it's mm. it takes it takes a little bit of hair to get out there and get it started for sure. But more people yeah. need to get out there. We should just try it. I know there's more ideas. There's plenty of others. Mm. Just just in the survey, even in construction in general, I know people have ideas. They've talked about it. I've even talked to other people who had talked about making a vest in the past too. And I offered them like, well, let's take a look at your designs. Maybe it's something you can make your own line or something. You know, mm. bring yeah. it. Let's do it. We can only make it better. I assumed that my designs would get ripped off by Home Depot or something by now, and I would get buried in court trying to save it, and I wouldn't fight it. But if that's the design that they would have to run with from then, I assume that maybe we would win because it's just raising the bar to get it out of that safety lingerie that Wanda was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> safety lingerie. Say no to safety lingerie. There you go. You want a mantra, Ken? <laughs> I don't have a mantra, but say no. You know what you need to do? You need to make a uh, safety apparel calendar. How about that? I have made a he calendar. Does. He does. Yes? Oh, I made one uh, for 2022, maybe? I didn't make one for really? this year. But yeah, I, I picked a bunch of weirdos from across the states that had my vest yes. that wanted to play. Because I asked people, there and they're like, no, no females in there. I know. I'm sorry. Oh. I told people at the beginning, Uh-oh. like, I wanted to do a traditional firefighter one is what I was trying to go for. So I was trying to get them to, like, you know, like man up and like, I'm like, show me your tough pictures. And some of the pictures were so ridiculous. I was like, well, you're, f- you're face down in the snow. I'm just going to have to put that in there. It's just too funny. I'm like, <laughs> so I was going for the traditional, though I've talked to many people since then. There may be an international one, a women's one, you one know. with or without there your you pets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody no loves their cat. <laughs> after, after, after everyone saw that I spoke to, saw that one. For you, and it was all male. They were coming to me and going, "We need to make a female surveying one." <laughs> you do, absolutely. Mm. I don't know. I mean, no. it, it can happen. It just takes a little time and other people to cooperate, which can be hard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like I use so many people's photos, right? And it's only because we yeah. talk to each other and 
through the internet mostly, and we we're all kind of friendly. Uh, but I've never made anyone sign anything. No one's ever received money. Uh, not like that. People who post the stuff on the internet, they usually tag me. So it's kind of like, here, use this photo. Once in a yeah. while, I'll reach out to people that I barely know that I just found their account and be like, hey, is it cool if I use this? And I'm always like, of course, whatever, whatever you want. Everyone's mm. been super cool in, a, in an age of where everything's a little bit litigious nowadays. It's mm. uh, it's kind of scary about how things could go wrong, but we just try to be nice about it. And if someone doesn't like something, I'll I just yank it immediately. Whatever yeah. it was, like, hey, I didn't want my kid in there. That's a get kitten survey thing. Why would you want to ruin someone else's life? It's a joke. But I'm like, all right, so I just take the picture down. Like, I don't, I don't even need to argue. It's no big deal. Mm. But everyone's usually really nice about it, so it's kind of cool. Oh my god, it's crazy. So what else, Matt? I mean, what's the future of safety apparel look like? Keep working on some new designs, maybe. Maybe some ladies' designs from yeah. Wand Design down there. Wand <laughs> Design. And uh, I like that. I name. got some class three ones that came out with zip off oh. sleeves. That's in the summer version in yellow. I got I'm got a hunter's vest. That's basically oh, wow. the same vest without striping. Um, it needs a lot of tweaks though, because I'm not a good hunter. So I have mm -hmm. friends that are, and they have ideas. So sure. they want to collaborate on a hunting vest. I'm also been working on an FR vest for a while, but getting the testing correct is difficult. What is that? So I'm just, instead of using Nomex or some other weird spray on chemicals that are probably not good for your skin when you sweat, I'm going with hundred percent cotton right now. But it's hard to make 100% cotton really bright. My vests are polyester. That's why they're bright. Ah. And flammable. <laughs> so to get into the oil and gas industry and electricians, high voltage and all that at the same time, I've made some samples that are 100% cotton and non-metallic, non-conductive. Anything that was metal is now plastic or some sort of a polymer. Um, the materials are 100% cotton and I'm going to get all the paperwork right and I'm going to try to get it tested and see what happens. Well, I mean, there's stuff out there already, isn't there? Yeah. And it's like so... $300 or $200 for a vest. Mm -hmm. So if I can make okay. something that has better functionality instead of just yep. putting out something expensive with the materials, yep. if I can make something on my own with good functionality, I think I could find a way into that market without mm. having to charge that much. Wow. Because in my mind, yeah, surveyors, which are usually the end user who end up buying my products, we are all chronically underpaid for the weight on our shoulders of what we do every day, the yeah. liability and how our notes can end up in court. So why are we chronically underpaid? I don't know, but they're buying their own vests and I don't want to keep raising my prices. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Um, how many hours a week do you spend thinking about this, Matt? Oh, good question. Everyone starts a business because they don't want to work for that one boss anymore. You start a business and you have a lot of bosses. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really, I try not to think about it that much. Kent, thanks. Work-life balance <laughs> stuff, right? Work-life balance. I, you know, I do my normal survey job during the day and then I come home. I think I take about 15 to half an hour break. Whatever needs to be done around the house, get the mail, pet the dog. And then I start processing vests and try to get them in the mail as fast as possible and do whatever paperwork that goes along with it, which is mm. not fun. Interesting. So Wanda, how many hours a week do you spend thinking about how great Matt's vests are? <laughs> you don't have to answer that, Wanda. Oh, we should talk more about the cool That's thing that Wanda set up with other surveyors in Puerto Rico. What's it called, Wanda? Women in Survey in Puerto Rico. So oh, wow. um, oh, yes. what we did is the we created a, a chat on WhatsApp. And right now we are 72, I believe, um, wow. surveyors or all that's from amazing. Puerto Rico. Female surveyors. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so we're we're planning on going to the women's summit next year. Oh yeah, mm. that that's becoming a really big event. I wanted to go to that. 
You should put it on all these ladies that are in her group are not just women surveyors in Puerto Rico. They are in school. They are chasing their LSITs. How many? You got like six or seven of them have licenses? Yes, yes. Oh, wow. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know Ruth? Yes. What's her? Um, I was her intern when she was the... No way. There you go. That's Which awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. Her and her husband. I can't. His name escapes me right now, but uh, the two of them. Ruben. Yeah, we had them on the show. Ruben. That's right. Yeah. What a sweet couple. Yeah. Yeah. They're the ones that, like, you guys got to come to the Puerto Rico Geospatial Conference or whatever in March. So I'm like, mm. sounds like uh, something we should consider for sure. Yeah. That's we, we, we as the, the four of us in this small little group right now. I heard we. <laughs> so funny. What else you guys want to get It's just so there? much closer to you guys than it is to me. <laughs> yeah. It's a plane ride. It doesn't matter. What about this uh, Vegas party you guys are doing every year? Should I go check it out next year? Uh, yeah. Which one? The Dimension. Oh. oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah? 100%. Yeah, yeah okay. I'll go. I almost crashed well, the like... party this year. I was just going to go start harassing Rob until he let me crash in his hotel. But uh, <laughs> I, I <laughs> ended up having some family stuff, so I, I didn't make it. But next year, I think I'll actually plan something out, and I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Um I've already chatted with Mr. Robert Martin about that a little bit. Oh, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Surveying with Robert. He yeah, mm-hmm. he's awesome. wants to possibly share a booth. That sounds like nothing yeah. good could come of it and sounds great. For sure. For sure. Nice. Yeah. We, um, so the G Hawks, we, we basically go every other year because every year, the year, like last year was the one that's not so big. It's more focused on um, like teaching and tech tips and, uh, you know, promoting the new software and technology, whatever. But uh, this year, 2024, will be the next big one. There'll probably be, who knows, 8,000 people there. It'll be double the size for sure. So 2024 is the the one to go to. Mm. Yeah. So we'll see you there. Yeah. And you, and you, I'm assuming the G-Hawks have a booth. You are more than welcome as a friend of the program to display your products proudly. Ooh, I like the sound of that. All right. right. I'll chat exactly. about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What else? Uh, I just what? need you to start saving if you want me over there for that one. <laughs> yeah, decisions, decisions. Uh, yes. What What else, Lana? What do you want to get out there? Anything? She's, can you hear me? <laughs> no, she's got nothing. <laughs> oh, no. Tell, tell me about it? your office job you have now as a licensed surveyor from Puerto Rico working in Washington. I think we uh, lost her. You mean um, from my office job, you said, from, from working from Puerto Rico? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't get that. No, I was just saying that you got a license in Puerto Rico, but oh. you're working in an office job up here in Washington. So, Oh, yes, but um, I'm on my way to... Um, achieve, taking a, I took the test in September, the state exam um, oh. for Washington, but um, I failed the exam, so I'm going to retake the test in March. So you already took your LSIT? Correct. Okay, so you're actually going for your test. All right, hey, you tried, no problem. You're going to do it again. I, don't, I only know of like one person who passed it the first time. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> yeah. that too. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. That is awesome. I'm that glad awesome. that you're doing that. That's that's more than I got. <laughs> How about you, Peter? Anything else you want to get out before we scoot out? No, I can't wait to see and hear more about this new vest that's going to happen. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, excited. me too. One yeah, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah. Uh, Matt, you got a really good thing going. I know I know a lot of people here in Arizona that absolutely love your vests, uh, mm. myself included. And um, yeah kudos man you're doing something awesome for the profession so love it right on i appreciate it thanks for having me on wanda thank you for coming on the geoholics with us thank you so much for thinking about me this was amazing it's been great wanda thank you so much uh great to meet you and uh i'm sure we'll stay in touch likewise thank you all right i'm all glad right, guys Peter. i'm glad you made it Yes. It's Sorry a- about the uh, technical dip bills early on. 
Oh. All right. Adding value and making friends as we do at the Geoholics. If anyone would like to be a guest on a future show or if you have any uh, topical ideas, shoot us an email at info at geoholics.com. Gurus, uh, what's my scene? Available everywhere. Until next time, everybody. Fittingly, and most importantly, be safe and healthy.